They're saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects exist. Hey, I'm Chelsea, and I'm the battle cry of a thousand angry Branch Davidians. And hey, what's up? My name's Noelle, and I am the ghost of Bill Cooper. And we have a podcast called Freaky Geeks, where you can hear us scream about birds not being real, and Stan Lee being the real-life inspiration for the little girl backwards crab-walking down the stairs in The Exorcist. Find us on all social media and listen to episodes anywhere podcasts are heard. Special thanks to D9 for providing the music for this episode and many of our previous episodes. We were lucky enough to grab several of those and put them together as the music bed for our episodes that we're doing here about Candyman and Hannibal. And I wanted to thank him for the spooky tones and music that he's bringing in. He also wrote our James Bond theme in season one. So just a shout out to D9 go check out his live stream on YouTube. The link is in the show notes. Go check it out every day. Go give him a like, subscribe, and leave him some comments and tell him what beats you like. This one is called Sliding. It's one of my favorites. It's one of his most viewed right now. Go and have a listen, and thanks to D9 for providing our music. Children! Kiss your trade franchise goodbye. Rather talk about the Cold War or genocide <laughs> or just about anything other than this movie. I, mean, <laughs> I, I forgot how much I hated it. Candyman three. I think I, my mind was trying to forget. It it's, it I starts it's worse. okay. Yeah, I mean it's not terrible when it starts, but man, Boy, I don't like the great. way it starts. Yeah, in the I, beginning I was, I was like, that. I mean eh. the Julianne Moore thing is obviously not putting but yeah exactly yeah let's see where this goes and then oh let's not see where it goes anymore yeah and with that hey everybody welcome to (laughs) this episode of kiss your franchise goodbye we're continuing talking about the the films about hannibal lecter uh with the this week the eponymous 2001's hannibal uh so uh you've already heard some of our opinions let's introduce ourselves uh i'm andy wilson you can go read my stuff on graphic policy and bleeding cool 
where uh, in doing a retrospective, basically, of all of the podcast stuff, I am publishing an article every day from now until No Time to Die on all of the Bond movies. So Woo-hoo. if you want to go back and read all of those, um, yeah, or you could just go back and listen to the podcast. Um, do both, time, in fact. Do both. <laughs> Brookheim, how you doing? Oh, I'm so great. Except for the fact that y'all made me watch this shitty-ass fucking movie. So, welcome to the franchise of why sequels suck. Is anybody else losing her? Yeah, I lost you there. She's doing so well, she's robotic. (laughs) Brooke, you there? She's trying to follow Hannibal to pickpocket him. Can you hear me? There you go. I can hear you now. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing doing better now that the movie's over. <laughs> oh, there she goes again. Ray Liotta's oh, no. got her. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. That's the fucking worst. Fucking Jamie. <laughs> oh, she's trapped in Tron. She's okay, well, the, she's on the Turd Ferguson channel. That's where she's. <laughs> I'll Ferguson. figure it out. Go ahead and move on. Okay. Uh, Brooke having problems with her Wi Fi uh, out at the hot tub because that's <laughs> the only way. She knows how to deal with this movie. Uh, also, also having problems with this movie, Melissa Martinez. How you doing? Returning camp. I am going to Roy Kent the fuck out of this podcast in response Boy. to this motherfucking movie. Boy. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. Uh, well worth it. Uh, and the Jamie Tart to Melissa's Roy Kent, Mark DeLeon. How you doing? Go Cowboys! That's pretty. That's that's as good as this podcast is gonna get. You finally won. <laughs> you know what, man? Jesus Christ! Did they? At least Texas has football teams. Looking at you, you. <laughs> I mean, do you count the Cowboys as a football team if you can't go uh, more than five oh, wins a year? Yeah, I mean, we have several oh. championships to back it up. But yeah, oh, like don't the, be one the, of those Cowboys fans, the, Marco. The, the, going on nineties glory from twenty-five years ago. Looks like in Utah. God Were damn it! This is why I hate Cowboys fans, and I am one. That's I hate myself. We don't feel bad. Mark doesn't actually remember the championship because he wasn't born yet. I mean, I was dead drunk during the championships, but <laughs> so was Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> the entire valley was drunk. Anyway. There you go. Hey, San Antonio too, honey. Oh, yeah, everybody was. Uh, and and JB Flinders, how Hello. you doing? I'm great, and I'm very excited to talk about Candyman. In lieu of this movie, <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen Candyman. Y'all shut up. Oh yeah, I'm I'm very excited to talk about um, Hannibal. What could have gone worse by by Andy Wilson? So oh yeah, uh, we're, is, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, we're gonna get into everything that could everything that could have been worse with this. So, Mark, I have to ask you because I think the answer to this is yes. <laughs> you read the original novel that this was based on, or no? Yes, uh, but it's one of those that I I don't remember much. So there, there's a Good. couple of decades in my life where things have gotten scrambled because of stuff. Certain this, this falls This falls in that era. I, I, I know like the gist of things, but yeah. 
That's okay. Stephen King can't remember entire books that he wrote. Yeah, he can't. Like the Tommyknockers, which is horrible. Yeah, he's like, I don't remember. I don't remember writing Tommyknockers at all. Yeah. Or like, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, he said that he didn't. He didn't understand what the hell was going on with Pet Cemetery because he didn't even remember writing it. Yeah. So 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 don't feel too bad. Yeah, um. And then so I did not read the novel, but I read the Wikipedia page on the novel, and who boy. We're gonna have we're gonna have some fun talking about that. Uh, this is a Wang Chung podcast, everyone. But I mean, so here's Hannibal. Silence of the Lambs cleans up at the Oscars, cleans up at the box office. Is this huge thing for almost a decade? They're saying, when are we gonna do another movie? When are we gonna do another movie? Uh, and the stars begin to align. Uh, a, a new Hannibal novel comes out. Dino De Laurentiis options it uh, Andy's, as he has options Andy's it. favorite producer. <laughs> <laughs> the man who ruins franchises. The, the, man who, the man who did Manhunter and then uh, had options Silence of the Lambs and said, hey, no, you, you know, Hannibal Lecter, uh, there's there's nothing there. You you go ahead, Jonathan Demi. I don't, I don't need to be involved in this at all. And then, oh, you mean after you won all those Oscars and made all the, that money? Yes, I, I very much want to make Hannibal Lecter movies. So he farts out two of them in two years. <laughs> and and, and a third was, one, one of them just, was decent. Just four one years later. So, yeah. Um, yeah, well, the second one was good. Yeah, I didn't so, mind. Yeah, the second one I don't mind okay. the next we'll get one. To it. This but, one yeah. but, but this is what's so weird. Is after a decade of buildup, this is what they came back with right they the first fuck up they did is not securing jodie foster because as much as i adore julianne moore she's atrocious in this movie yeah horribly miscast she's well, just atrocious that southern act what she thought was a southern accent with a little bit of boston in there was so fucking horrible yeah it's it's too bad but uh, but the reason they couldn't get her or demi they both passed because they're like this is not good and it's really violent and we hate what you did to Clarice Starling no thank you and they went to Anthony Hopkins and he said um yes uh so when exactly will the Brinks truck show up to my house <laughs> and uh, show me the money my movie but show me the money yeah, no. they did though didn't they didn't they pay him some ridiculous amount they, they paid him a lot of money because because basically like nobody wanted to do a movie without the two of them and Jodie Foster was just like no way in hell this sucks I'm not doing it and so they're like um hey you know who we did get uh we we got we got the nurse we got Frankie Faison um <laughs> so we're good to go <laughs> Well, but and it's and it's such an unfair like you're Anthony Hopkins. All you have to do is show up and just be hammy, right? Like yeah. he's such a ham in this movie. You can tell he's like, I'm just getting paid. I'm going to be goofy. And like, he's not even scary in this. He's just silly. But it, yeah. it's almost kind of refreshing to watch him in this because he actually seems like he's just having a good time. He looks like he's right. having fun. He yep. does. He's like, hey, oh, yeah, come on over to my chateau and I'll put the gloves. Right. Let me help you with these suitcases. I'll, it just 
You know what gets me though, man? Because like Mathis shows up and he's really acting. He's into the role. Oh, for sure. He's he's he brought his A game and then some, and then like the rest of the story gets effed and everybody else just mails in their performance. Leota's terrible. Leota's like, hey, you're supposed to be a douchebag who doesn't like women and wants to get back at women that don't sleep with him. We're gonna roll with this and roll a twenty on this and just bring it to the nth degree. That's what we want. He's like, gotcha. And it's so horrible. It's yeah. just, oh my God, it just sucks so bad. And Gary to, Oldman's to playing. To me, that was realistic. Sorry. To me, that's way overplayed. Way overplayed. Well, and Gary Oldman basically plays his Fifth Element character just in more makeup. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's like silly Zorg. Right? He's like, oh, it's Zorg with pigs. Like, come on. Like, there's everything about this is <laughs> oh my <ridiculous>. God. <laughs> you want to know what's crazy? Originally, he wanted to be uncredited in the film. <laughs> he didn't want people to know <laughs> That's that, that not was crazy. him. So you're saying he read the tea leaves? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. So, so he, he just, he want. He was so enamored with it. He's like, I am going to disappear into this character. And then everyone's going to see, like, in the credits, like, oh, it was Gary Oldman. Wow. He played like, him well, though. So no no promotional materials. He, his name isn't, like, on the posters or anything. It's it's just, yeah. he's he's He is also being super, super hammy here. Right. Uh, yeah. I thought so, he played him very well. Well, yeah. I mean, you you can still you can still play it really well when you're hammy, right? And like, I I got a kick out of his character is so over the top that I don't know how you could have played it any differently, right? Like, yeah. what, what are you gonna do with that character? You well, you sort if, of have if to you've play seen it. the Hannibal TV show, Mason Verger, the guy who plays Mason Verger, I keep forgetting his name, uh, Michael Pitt. He pretty much just channels Gary Oldman. So like, Gary Oldman set the standard for who that character should be and it was a different actor the next season yeah because uh he did michael some pitt is stuff. like an a-hole or something yeah. i don't know <laughs> and uh that guy pretty much just i mean i don't think he had much choice he just ha- kind of had to mock it as well like you know just do exactly what the last guy did i mean it wasn't a huge difference really yeah, and it wasn't um, bad though no it really wasn't um it, but you, you got to remember the script was elevated. I mean, it, everything was was different. You know, it was just a much better. Yeah. Well, we had the story know. with the sister yeah. and impregnating the sister and all that, which is fucking disgusting. Yeah. But it works for the show, though. Yeah. You had. We'll we'll get to that when we get to this TV show. It's somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's funny that. Are you giving away spoilers? I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about spoiling the incest. I understand how much y'all love this. Dang it! But, but he he more than gets his at the end, though. I mean, yeah. that it was very satisfying. I have to say. Yeah. So, but Melissa, I feel like more than anything, as I sat here watching this. I just kept hearing you in the back of my head and like this this is everything that Melissa said about how terrible and creepy Hannibal Lecter is mm-hmm. yeah. and how yep. awful he is writ large on screen. I feel like this is the perfect like QED. Oh, this yeah. is you were 100% right. Yeah. And, 
so I, I don't know. Like, what did? <laughs> why do you hate this movie? <laughs> uh, how much time do we have? Okay, so uh, as much time uh, as you want. I yeah, I said as much in the chat. Like, I feel like this movie just kind of proved my point that I made last week about villain worship. Worshiping, mm -hmm. worshiping them mm -hmm. as heroes, basically, like 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 somebody to be, uh, you know, Looked just held you. in esteem. Yeah, and um, I feel like what happened with this. I, I know we're we're gonna get more into what happened with this movie and and how much worse it could have been. But my take on this movie overall is that Ridley Scott, the director, and the producers, and even the writers. I feel like they had that villain worship for him that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And because they're all white men, mm -hmm. they think that everything is made for them. And they don't bother to think that there could be another perspective or another gaze that they could film. So they don't realize that the whole audience isn't on board with their worship. And so they made a movie where Hannibal is made to seem like the hero, even though he uh, breaks into Clarice's house when she's asleep, like a fucking creeper, even though he he murders several people, even though he uh, put her in a dress, if you could call it that, it was like pieces of material held together by her boobs or something. I mean, that dress at the end, you know, that he put her in with those shoes. Oh, and and he took her out of her clothes and put her in that. That's fucking disgusting, y'all. And and yep. God knows what he did. And then he forces a kiss on her towards the end as well. Later on, you know, after that scene, he's fucking disgusting. And I I even said last week like all those references to her fumbling in the back seat and uh, did did his did her uncle force her to perform fellatio i mean he was really gross and i never hear these things brought up in criticism of that movie or this one even and he's just sexually disgusting i mean that he he's it's it's really gross and he is meant to be the hero of this movie because scott and and all the writers and everything they clearly worship him and so we're supposed to cheer him on despite him doing these disgusting things to clarice and to others uh, and they don't realize that we're not on board like they are because they cannot fathom that there's another gaze besides their own. And so that's what I took away from this movie. And that's why I fucking hate it so much. 100%. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's really, it's, it's vile. This movie is just vile. All the things he does and we're still supposed to cheer for him in the end. I don't think so. No. Um, so yeah that's the main thing that i hate about this movie is is all the sexual stuff that that is really gross um but also i i just think there's a lot of sexism in general here and, and hans zimmer did the score to this right i read something yesterday yeah. um there's like a a dvd version of this that has commentary from ridley scott right yep and scott said that him and zimmer argued passionately about the meaning of Starling's tear during a confrontation with Lecter. They could not agree if it was a tear of anguish, loneliness, or disgust. Anguish and disgust I can buy. Yeah. Loneliness? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, because she's, like, single, 
she must be lonely and she's crying for Hannibal. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's the kind of shit that I hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's, it's so sexist and gross. And this movie just is full of little things like that. And I haven't even gotten to Ray Liotta yet. I mean, you know oh. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And, and it's already disgusting uh, 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 against women. So I don't know. I, I feel like I've been talking a long time. And I'm really interested to know what Brooke thinks about the, the females here. Hello? Brooke? <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I was... I relocated upstairs because I, I wasn't able to get a good connection, but um, I 100% endorse everything that you just said as though it were coming out of my own mouth. Um, it's, it's frustrating in that there is not one part of this movie that honors anything that was established in Silence of the Lambs. Not the strength of Clarice, not even the quote-unquote relationship or whatever it was that they built between the two of them. It's just this exploitive, like, male dog shit. It doesn't even honor the male gaze that they were, like, establishing in the first movie. It's so much more grotesque in this one that there's nothing redeeming about it in any way whatsoever. It's not clever. It's not um, intelligent. It's not anything but gross. And there's nothing to honor in it. There's nothing to honor. Like, they didn't make her a good character. They didn't make... They made him a worse character. Um, and I don't understand why they did that. I was watching this movie and I just thought, who the fuck are we... To have these overly opinionated statements about what makes a good movie and what doesn't when there are movie executives who are being paid, like directors and story writers and everything that are supposed to be being paid to make good movies and they're putting out this horseshit? It was, it was really, really frustrating to me that they couldn't have any continuance of anything that made... Especially her character, like, they, they took it out of her, and it's so fucking shameful to me that they destroyed her character for no reason, just to, just to make a dog shit movie that, ugh, the whole thing really, really, really pissed me off in the end. I was watching the first half of it, and I was like, mmm... They're not really honoring anything. Like, if I think of this not as part of the series, it's kind of a good... Like, it, it's kind of going somewhere. But only in regards to the male characters. Like, they're they're completely throwing away everything that was established beforehand. And then the last hour of it just throws even all of that out of the window. And all logic goes away. And there's just total, complete madness to glorify like the the end of it when he he cuts his own hand off what is that fucking bullshit about he wouldn't have done that there's not there's nothing in the character development that warranted anything that happened in the last hour of this movie and it's as though they think that we are all dumb enough to buy it and, that and that's, me off and that's the part, Brooke, and I, I love that you raised that. And, and Andy, I know you're going to talk about it. 
this movie from the first minute felt lazy. Like this yeah. is one yes. of the laziest films I've ever seen. And I think Brooke, to your point, it's especially disappointing given what they had before, right? Like if you're a small indie filmmaker and you're just like, you're given your first big budget film, you can understand where there's lapses and gaps, right? You're learning the ropes, but, but Andy, I know you're going to talk about this. This is two screenwriters who know their stuff. This is a director who directed alien, right? Like mm -hmm. this, these are professionals granted. Yeah, exactly. That's such a great word, Brooke. And it's disgusting. It's insulting and disgusting and all about just male perversion. Like it's just, it's, it's fucking gross and lazy and it yeah. pissed me off a lot, a lot. So how did yep. this happen, Andy? Like you, you, you've, you've done some research on it. You have this backstory. Well, before, okay, before we get into right that, on. I want to, how wanna, the hell did this happen? I want to hear the minority report because I, I, Mark, I know you don't hate this movie as much as we do. And there are some good things in it. And I don't know what what makes you I mean, I I don't know and and maybe you do hate it now. I don't know, but like what what are your what are your thoughts here? I don't hate it, but I don't think it's good. I think there was a kernel of a story that they could have gone with and they just refused. To me, where they went wrong is they tried to make Clarice Starling into one of those super FBI agents going against a supervillain. Uh, and that that was never the case. And they're just doing they just did that to cash in on the popularity of those two characters. But if they would have stuck to I mean, if they would have just kept it in Europe and try to trap him in Europe and you didn't even need Clarice. Uh, you could, you could have gotten an, an ITF team in Europe that is tracking down Hannibal. That would have worked. I, I really liked the part with, uh, Mathis, I don't know his acting name. I mean, his real name is Giancarlo Gianomo, right? I, he, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, he, he brought so much, so much depth to that first half of the movie that, I mean, that would have worked if they would have just stuck to that. But, they insisted on making this uh, a, a Clarice for a Clarice and Hannibal team up to take uh, Mason uh, Werner down, and Mason Werner wasn't even necessary for this movie. Uh, even though I don't think uh, Gary Oldman's performance was all that bad, like I agree with JB uh, with JB that it was hammy, but he's also crazy, and you'll see that in in the TV show if if y'all take up watching it. Uh, that's just who he is as a character. But this movie could have been made well had they just stuck to the original premise. And I like what what Brooke said that they didn't honor what was set before in Silence of the Lambs. Uh, Clarice Starling, she never intended herself to be a leader. She just reacts and works with what is right. Uh, and her main purpose is to catch the person who's perpetuating evil. And we get a glimpse of that in this movie, but it's it's basically I'm super agent Starling and I'm bringing down the most wanted man in the world. And that, that kind of just ruins absolutely everything. But I don't hate it, even though there are a lot of aspects that are easily hateable. Uh, Ray Liotta's character is probably the main thing to hate about this movie because 
they just went overboard with that crap. And I don't even think that was absolutely necessary. See, I agree with Melissa that he was one of the most believable. Believable, yes, but like also detestable. Well, yeah. Yeah, detestable. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll just have to been harassed I, by a guy like him before. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, I hated his character, but I didn't hate him in the movie. Like, he wasn't one of the reasons why I just despised the movie as far as bad writing and bad continuancy and bad blah 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 like he made sense the part that pissed me off about him was that they tried to make him the new like baiter like he was the one that was using her for bait and that part of the story just absolutely pissed me off so you think he was fulfilling the jack crawford role here is what i did oh, no. i i oh. think that's what I, like i think that they got really, really lazy, and they said, what elements of the first one worked? Let's recreate that with as little effort as possible, not putting any actual intelligence or thought behind it, and he'll be the new Crawford, and we'll use a different actress for Jodie Foster's character. Like That part, it, it, in the beginning, you're like, wait, am I supposed to be thinking she's the same person? This was my first time watching it, and so I was just like, Please don't tell me that the oh no yep that's what they're doing that okay we're gonna we're just gonna go with this new actress in the same role even though Anthony Hopkins is going to be the same I, I'm sorry but that's not confusing to yeah, anyone but I, there's no way that Paul Krenler equals Jack Crawford there's just no way no not equals I agree because they did it so shitty that they're not even in the same realm. But I think they were trying to take elements of the first one that worked and do something similar to try to make big money off of it. And they oh, did it all Oh, but he's not even shit. using her as bait. He's setting her up for a trap because he wants to get rid of her because he wanted to have sex with her and she refused. That doesn't even come close to what Crawford was doing. But I, th I thought that when they said he needs to see her in distress before he comes back that they were using her as bait. Well, yeah. But he didn't know that. He, I think he didn't he was, know that Mason Verner was uh, was was gonna. He didn't exactly know. He doesn't care. All, all, I thought he was a part of that conversation, but, so I I got that part. For right. him, for him, is he's doing whatever Mason Verner wants because he's gonna give him cash to become president someday. He's he's an absolute political garbage person. Like it, his only thing in life is to move up in the political world. And at all costs, whatever he's got to do, he'll sell his mother if he has to. But he also has a grudge with with uh, Clarice Starling because she refused to have sex with him. So, I mean, but that, that doesn't come anywhere close to Jack Crawford. Crawford at least was doing things for an overall good, which is to stop an evil person. Krendler is more than willing to get dirty for the sake of moving up like and then that's it for himself he's not even close to jack crawford <laughs> well i guess i gave the plot more credit than it deserved then i thought they tried something better but apparently they didn't even go that far so <laughs> fuck those guys yeah so i mean i that's that's my take on this is that i think that the basic premise behind this this movie which starts with the book from thomas harris is inherently kind of cursed 
um, because as Melissa said, it is super, super uh, male gazy in its in its orientation to these characters. Um, so in the book, um, first of all, there is a completely different ending. Uh, they do end up uh, eating Krendler's brain, but um, at the end of that, uh, first of all, the the Krendler brain eating session comes after uh, some long period of Hannibal keeping Clarice under the influence of psychoactive drugs and doing all sorts of uh, sounds like uh, psychological therapy, but really, let's be real, brainwashing, grooming. Uh, yes. And and so at the end, after they eat Krendler's brain, um, she pops out one of her boobs and uh, they make out and then run off together as lovers. And that's the end of the book. Wait, her and Hannibal Lecter? Clarice and Hannibal Lecter run off to South America together and fuck like bunnies and that's where the story goes. So inherently I'm, cursed. I'm going to ruin something. Okay. Uh, so we're just supposed to believe that the whole time he was actually into her sexually and wanting to yes. fuck her. So guys, uh, oh my God. you're reacting this way right now, but y'all are going to watch the Hannibal show. That's what it's about. Well, with I mean, Will, instead of with Clarice, it's with, with Will. Will. But, but that's, Will. that's verbatim. That is exactly what happens. I can buy that with a dude. I'm, I'm, I'm down why, with that. Why, why, why were the dude not with a woman? Like it's, it's the exact same thing. It's the manipulation of the psyches. What Hannibal does. It could be a man, woman, trans, whatever. Uh, that's the whole point to it. I just don't buy it with her. I just never felt that was even on the table for like that's part of what made me frustrated with the movie was they kept referring to is he just trying to fuck her and then. I hate it all now. Yeah. Dumb. I mean, yeah, that that is sort of the basis of not just the subtext of the show, but a lot of the show. Um, but, I mean, it's that's also at that point being a little bit subversive, whereas this is just super, super, super creepy. On the show, they earned it. Here, they did not. That's yeah. the difference. Agreed. They, they agreed. said that they set that shit up for three years on the show. Yes, agreed. And, Absolutely agreed. And here, even with the character assassination that they do on Clarice in this in this movie, we still does anybody here still buy that sh- that the attraction is mutual on her end? Like no. Yeah, exactly. Not at all. Exactly. No. Like I could get Hannibal because he's a dirty old man, like in every sense of the word. But like. The, the attraction is not mutual no matter how much they just totally assassinated her character from from silence of the lambs and so that's the problem i have with it you know if if i if they had set it up in any way then maybe but even then it's just no he would never be attracted to a man like him and they've 
kind of made it to where she, in both movies one of the few similarities is she's almost asexual like they don't give her uh, any you know any inkling of a sex life or a dating life or anything you know they they really don't so right. so that's another reason why it's hard to believe that she would be attracted to him uh but with will even in manhunter you could see it happening because he is attracted to the darkness but clearly right. for was mm-hmm. right and, and and melissa this is why i love the clary series so much and i'm still pissed that it was canceled after one season because they stayed true to who Clarice was established to be in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. There's none of this lovey-dovey bullshit. She's got our darkness within her, but it's not the same kind of darkness that Will has. Like, she's got trauma uh, in, yeah. her, in her past. It's like PTSD, basically. Right. And she yeah. doesn't have any interest at all about being the super cop. Like, she's mm-hmm. just pursuing the right. Uh, and that's why that series works so well. And this, this movie just, it, it didn't work at all. Exactly. Yeah. Andy saw the first couple of episodes of Clarice. I did. did, Andy. We can talk about that a little later. Brooke, did you want to say something? No, I just did oh, it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I. This is weird. Um, I hate that the main guy in the Clarice show is Krendler. Not because I have any fondness for this movie is some sort of canon but i just i feel like that's lazy and they could have they could have made him anyone and he could have just been his own character and i i think they they could have done that they should have done that so dude so does clarice the tv show predate no this it's, movie? it's no. everything after it's yeah. getting here okay. after silence of the lamb yeah. and krendler there is actually Absolutely. really really good after they eat his... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Uh, Okay. So Hannibal, the movie, takes place after Silence of the Lambs. And Clarice takes place, like, right, almost a right after Silence of the Lambs. Okay, that's what and, I was And it's Clarice right? making her way Thank up you, in but, the FBI. But even coming into this movie, beyond him trying to sleep with her, it's not as though they have a huge history. They just hate each other. Who? Clarice and Krendler. Krendler and Oh, Clarice. well, the, she establishes early on that, like, you're still pissed at me because I told you to go home to your wife. So. Right, but that just seemed like a one off thing, and then they went yeah. separate ways. Is what it felt but like. But there's, there's some dudes so that really hold it. that grudge. Like, the. Right, I'm just saying to have them have this big history in the TV show coming into this movie just doesn't feel. Right. That's what. that and, and that's sort of what I feel. And so. And also, like, the guy who plays Krendler in the show is like 20 years older than Ray Liotta. <laughs> so Michael Kudlitz, he's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. he's he's uh Andy, give it a shot, dude, because he's awesome in that role in that show. And he comes through in a gigantic way towards the end. I don't disbelieve you. I'm just saying it feels weird that they decided to make that part of the show i don't know i don't know I, I i will i will watch it um i like i like the parts that are clarice specific i do not like the parts that seem like every other procedural that i've ever seen and um i don't know i'm i'm continuing to go on it i'll 
but I'll, I'll it, it comes together. Things. I see what you're talking about, but it does come together and it's really revealing and you get to learn so much more about Clarice, so much more. Cool. So talking about this movie and again, uh, so this is my take cursed premise. Thomas Harris has this plot outline. He gives it Dino De Laurentiis options the script. They're going to make a movie out of it. He gives it to David Mamet. Mamet turns in this gigantic, unruly draft. It is, by many accounts, unfilmable because <laughs> it is so much like the book. Uh, it's gotcha. like 160 pages long. Um, uh, they and essentially. Uh, they're like, okay, um, we could spend the next two years of you giving you notes and having you rewrite the script. And Mamet's like, fuck it, I'm David Mamet. You don't give me notes. <laughs> and <laughs> so um, they're I like, you're you. right. You're, they're like, you're right. You are David Mamet. We don't give you notes. <laughs> so instead give your to somebody else yeah instead they bring in and i i hope i'm saying his name right uh steven Z zalilian i'm i'm terrible. i don't know but he um he he wrote schindler's list oh. uh he wrote uh, awakenings gangs of new york he Holy is shit. uh he wrote many, many acclaimed screenplays and is known in Hollywood as a person to give a troubled high concept script to, to fix it. And they, they change the ending. Um, they take out the entire subplot with the, with the, the lesbian sister and, um, and they uh, they they essentially turn it into this, but I, in so doing, I think they like this movie was on a trajectory, and they like cut it off and give it this weird, unsatisfying ending to replace a bonkers ending that people would hate, uh, and then they give it to Ridley Scott to direct. Uh, and all of those dudes are way heavy dudes. They are dudes to the nth degree. Like Mamet, Scott, like they are, they are dude filmmakers. Uh, I, I mean, disagree with me, but like, I, I think that is the other, the other piece of this. Whereas I feel like, um, Demi is, you know, more humanistic and can, uh, you know, isn't thinking about seeing it from a female perspective, but at least is introspective enough to be able to turn it around and not be just a, a dude filmmaker. <laughs> so that's that's my take on why this movie is the way that it is. Um, so I don't know. Um, but this movie's messed up, y'all, but it could have been way more messed up, too. You know, if I didn't read that myself about 
the screenwriter in all those great movies he wrote, I wouldn't believe you that he wrote that that guy wrote this. Like, it's just amazing to me. I know. And Mamet, Mamet has won Oscars too. He wrote Glengarry yeah. Glen Ross. He, you know, he is, but he is a dude bro writer. Um, Mamet, Trump supporter. Yeah, <laughs> like, super dude. He, uh, yeah. Uh, took a real hard right turn in the last 10 years, but um, yeah, but super duder. So yeah, cursed movie. <laughs> um, it, it, but this movie, it's just so bad. It's so weird. And um, I do like some elements of it, but most of it is just awful okay so here's here's my conjecture i think we like hannibal when he is constrained we like him when he is in a jail cell or when he is on a leash uh the way that he is in the hannibal series he's still like you know he's not he's not super criminal Hannibal Hannibal he's not on the lamb um he's he's doing his cannibalism on the DL uh I think that's how we like Hannibal we like Hannibal being the kind of like chaotic evil who's kind of helping the good guys and we don't like Hannibal who we, is we like Dexter Hannibal yeah right yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I I mean I I think that's also a fundamental problem with this movie is like we don't get to put the monster back in his cage and the monster's just a monster and he's a lot less interesting that way. And then he's super creepy. Yeah. I expect the creepy though. I mean the fuckers he eats people. Of course he's gonna be creepy. Well yeah. Like but... that comes with the territory, man. Yeah, but I mean, not rapey, creepy. I he mean, eats people, Andy. <laughs> like people. Of course, he's going to be on that spectrum. That doesn't surprise me one bit. This fucker's a garbage human. Mm. Oh well, true enough. True enough. So I don't know. Is there any way to save this movie, or is it? Yeah, I think there is. They just, like I said, they they went all in on the super villain versus the super cop. And that was really, really stupid. Mm -hmm. They thought that's what everybody wanted. So yeah, you could save this movie, but it would it would take a lot of work. That would. Yeah, and there's that Black Widow piece, right, where it's just too late, like you waited too long. I mean, yeah, that was the I agree. Struggle. I agree, um, Jimmy. I, I think I, I, Mark, I like what you're saying. I haven't seen Clarice the, the series yet, but I'm guessing if you had done that in the Hannibal movie mm -hmm. uh, or at least that time frame, mm -hmm. um, you might've had more success in the sense that you're coming off of, you know, the, both of these characters and what they learned and the, you know, the outcome and, and you have more to build on other than, you know, a decade later when it, it's almost like it doesn't matter anymore. Right. And it still made a ton of money, which I can't figure out, but we'll get to that. It's the power of Anthony Hopkins. It kind of is, and the power of the franchise, that yeah. when yeah. people have something that they know that they like, 
if you give them a reheated version of that that is even like somewhat passable, they'll be like, yeah, okay, we'll go see that. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's ridiculous. Which explains the Fast 9 series. Uh, <laughs> yes, it does explain the, yeah. all of the Fast, Fast and Furious movies, yes. Well, I kind of like the point that, that Mark brought up. I feel like in the first half of the movie, they were putting Clary Starling in a supportive role um, of trying to catch, trying to do her own work in the background, which I feel is really succinct with the first movie of being in her own space and working at something because it's the right thing to be doing. If you take out that whole first scene of being the super FBI cop, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, I think had they gone forward with, with Patsy being the person kept it all there in Italy and she became, they, like she and Patsy started working yes. together and they went forward with that storyline, yes. bringing out her strengths of the character, his intuitiveness and in figuring out what was going on and kind of ended it there without this like magic ability to pop back to America without being caught while he's being looked down by everyone. Um, without being able to get on another airplane at the end with only one fucking hand and feed brains to a little boy. Like, that garbage it's just needs to be written out altogether. Yes. Um, but if they'd kept it there and and not insulted our intelligence quite so much, they could have gone somewhere that was at least representative of the first movie. Um, sorry, my cat just jumped in my bathtub. That's funny. <laughs> she did not like that. This <laughs> is I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but I feel like that could have saved it in some way. I don't think that Krindler needed to be introduced except for the fact that he is this like antagonist to to what Julian Moore or what Clary Starling was always going to be up against and facing. It's kind of a little homage to the first one, except that instead of making it about like a statement piece on the male gaze and how disruptive it is, they actually made it about full-on, like, sexual harassment, which is, I feel, grosser and, again, not honoring what the first movie was really showing about how intrusive the male gaze is and how much it really saturates everything we do and that every part of her life was fighting against it. They just, they wrote his character completely wrong to honor what was going on in the first movie. Um, they just made him grosser and more harassing and more disgusting. But I think if they if they adjusted those things and kept going with Patsy instead of killing him, it could have been almost redeemable. I so agree with everything you said. And not to beat a dead horse about Cler the show Clarice, but they actually show the trouble she still had moving up in the FBI because of all the misogyny in it in the first few episodes. And well, throughout the entire series, like it, just because she was able to uh, catch uh, uh, Buffalo Bill, like you would think that this is gonna be an FBI agent's ticket to just be the super cop, but that didn't happen to Clarice because she's still a woman. And there are still struggles that women have in that world. And had they gone that route, and in the show, the uh, Krendler, doesn't want to have Clarice on his team because she, he considers her a distraction. So he reluctantly agrees to take her on and she ends up like saving quite a bit of uh, people. 
uh, not as a super combo because she's fucking smart. And I agree with you, uh, Brooke, that if it would have been uh, taking place in Italy and uh, Patsy is chasing down Anthony Hopkins, but he doesn't have all the smarts to pull this off and they eventually get to Clarice because we have no other choice. We're going to bring in this lady. Then that would have worked because that would have brought in realities. You wouldn't need a Ray Liotta's Krendler taking part of the misogyny in the uh, in in government uh, section of the movie. It, it would have worked itself out. But I mean, they decided to just go for what they did, and and that didn't work. But I, I'd I'd like to see that movie instead. Yeah, and write Mason out of it altogether. I don't feel like he added anything to the movie. Yeah, I, I agree. But like, like the gross guy in the wheelchair. Come on. No. <laughs> but you, I really <laughs> hope you watch this show because it, it. And Melissa said it perfectly well that uh, there is a payoff because they earn it. Uh, his character and what happens, and I mean, it, it's pretty much a repeat of this movie. But it's so well earned and it's so satisfying. But I, I agree. You really don't need him for this movie. Oh, one other one other change from the book, because it's just so bonkers. I have to, I have to say this. So, in the book, Mason Verger doesn't get eaten by pigs. Um, he, he, uh, the so there is a a plot line where he he has a sister who is a lesbian bodybuilder. And she cannot have children uh, because of years of steroid use. Uh, however, she has a, a wife. Um, but the family disowned her from the will because she's gay. So Mason, the pedophile, got all the money. Uh, Mason enlists her to go out and do all of his dirty work uh, by... Okay, wait, can we stop for a minute? Being a pedophile is less gross than being I a know, lesbian. right? Yeah. So this is oh all God. sorts of messed up. So, yeah. Um, so she, he goes out and does all of her dirty work because he promises her at the end of it, once he kills Lecter, that he will give her some of his sperm to impregnate her partner so her partner can have an heir to the fortune. And they will inherit all of the money, and that's and that's what he Yay. wants. So, so this is the this book. This is in the book. So, at the Wait, end, which, which Sesame Street episode are we talking about now? This is the worst. The the end at the end of the at the end of the movie, Hannibal Lecter takes Mason Verger, uh, sodomizes him with a cattle prod meant to induce ejaculation in bulls and steals his sperm and gives it to the lesbian sister uh, in exchange for setting him and Clarice free. So, you know, all's well. Uh, oh, and then, and then you know, murders him and then murders him exists. by uh, stuffing his pet moray eel down his throat and making him choke on it. That that's how he dies in the book. This, this all of this is so bonkers. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Again, cursed idea all around for all of this. 
So I have to. I can't lie. I am happy at how happy Andy is by how bonkers this is. <laughs> it is right. going to be entertaining to hear you so happy about this. This is just. This is. I can't. I can't wait to see what he thinks of of this TV show because they did retain some of those elements and yeah. right. going to be freaked out by it. <laughs> this whole time, I'm just like. Yeah, sounds familiar. Sounds about right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So it's gonna it's gonna be fun, but at least it's I don't know. Yeah, it'll be. But at, at least with Brian Fuller, there's a little bit of like he knows it's bonkers. I yeah, mean, <laughs> they just lean into it. Like it, right. the, the difference being like if they did it in this film. They would have taken themselves way too seriously. In fact, if they had just made this into a comedy, it probably would have improved a lot if they hadn't taken it so seriously. Like, just, you know. <laughs> they made it deadly. <laughs> right? <laughs> or something. I, actually, my studio notes read like, a, this is what you should have fucking done, assholes. But, you know. No, like, seriously. Better. <laughs> yeah, there's like a million things they could have done to make this better. Right. So the one, the one sequence I actually do like is um when when Clarice does get to play super cop a little bit because uh she sets up this whole operation and then tries to call it off and then that asshole DC cop Ugh, I, refuses to listen to her and causes this huge bloodbath. I hate that scene, dude. I know, right? Just, but no, I I don't hate it for that reason. I just hate it because that's not Clarice. The whole setup it, that's just that's not who she ever was and it's just like the, right in the first five minutes you know that things are gonna go so bad in this movie the thing that i think that is clarice though is knowing that the that the drug dealer is hiv positive and that she's bleeding out over her baby goes and takes the child exposing herself potentially in order to try to save the child like, I thought that that was actually very pure Clarice Starling. Everything else, bullshit. But, like, I thought that was, like, I'm like, okay, that's that's something. I agree. I just wish they had made it look like she wasn't waterboarding. <laughs> uh, yes, that too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think about that know. topic this second. <laughs> Tell me, oh, baby. Where the drugs at, baby? That's the other thing I do want to point out. This movie came out in February of 2001. So given the state of airport security at the time, like, oh, maybe Hannibal Lecter could, like, you know, wow. just have a flight, you know? Oh, wow. So, you know. You know, funny. With his brains. Yeah, yeah I know. With his, with his special breakfast. Yep. Yep. Okay. So anything else we want to say about this movie? No. Yeah. Please no. We've but, we've chewed the brains enough, eh? I mean that. that yeah. I just feel like it really, really sums up why people hate sequels, okay, or the prequels, for uh, instance. No, I, I, like, I, I actually I get it now. I, I get it now because I, I the feeling behind it is so insulting, and it's it's grotesque on so many different levels violently, sexually, financially, like everything about it is insulting and gross. And while I myself am able to buy into the prequels, 
I actually understand now why people. You know, and, and Andy, the the one thing I wanted to say is it's too bad Ridley Scott didn't learn his lesson because I had the same problem with Prometheus. I absolutely I hated love Prometheus. that movie. Oh my gosh, that is oh, the I love worst that movie. bowl of tripe ever because it is it's this i had the same problem and mark i hope we get to watch them because i want i want, I want to do the alien movies yes i love prometheus because it's to me again you you watch the first couple and i even like the fincher one alien three and there's such there's such genre benders and then i felt like prometheus was just ridley scott going i need to make some more money let's do it again no, but worse i don't think um, so and that's and that's that same and, and and Mark, I mean, again, we'll talk about it, but it's that same context of um, to what you're saying, Brooke, is the material is these Silence of the Lambs material was good. You didn't have to do anything, right? It's yeah. Just just extend it, or right? And they and they did this to it, and I I really wish they would have just made it more simple. And just kept going with these characters and building on that. And and you know, Mark, we, we talked about that with a lot of these movies. Just mm. don't you don't have to reinvent the wheel if the wheel's going to fall off and blow up right while you're on the freeway, I guess. Something like that. But yeah, I'm excited to watch the alien films now because Mark, if you like Prometheus, I, I wanna get into I really like that. Prometheus. Yeah. But you know, uh, comparing sequels so like i really like anchorman and i know it's like a lot of guy humor and whatnot and i'll probably get dumped on that which is fine but i, I there's that's a lot of science that's just science. <laughs> there's a lot of fun to that movie yeah. but the problem with the sequel to anchorman is the same problem here they thought let's make the jokes grosser fun like and we're it's going to be funnier if we just take it to the nth degree make him even more sexist make him kind of a nice kind of racist what we're about to get huge laughs and i remember watching anchorman 2 thinking the fuck were they thinking like none of this is remotely funny not a single bit of that movie was funny and you have comedy heavyweights in that movie it should have been funny but they just cashed in by going overboard on all the stuff that worked before and i think that's what dino de Laurentiis was just thinking like oh hannibal lecter eats people let's make him eat more people Let's yep. make him eat brains. Clarice Starling, uh, uh, you know, she was a super FBI agent towards the end because she was the one who caught Wild Bu uh, Buffalo Bill. Let's make her even more of a super cop. She's going to bring down an entire drug empire. So, like, they, they tripled down and it didn't work. It so backfired. And like, I read I, this book on pigeons. Can we put some pigeons <laughs> in this movie? Let's put pigeons. Pigeons are great. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, we referenced uh, moths in the first movie. So let's go with pigeons. <laughs> let's get some yeah, pigeons. In the next movie, we're going with eagles. Because fuck it. <laughs> well, he'll, eat, he'll eat the president in, in, in Animal 3. <gasps> it, yeah, it's so weird that it feels like Harris and De Laurentiis don't quite understand what people loved so much about, the about these yeah. characters. Yeah. Uh, Demi and uh, and Jodie Foster really did. And that's why they're like, no, we are not making that movie. And uh, walked away uh, very smartly. Yeah. So, and I think, I think Brian Fuller gets at least part of it. Um, he does, so. he does in a big way. Well, that was why in the middle of this movie, I was so frustrated because we, like, genuinely, I say it again, who the fuck are we? What do we know? We're not paid, like, we just watch movies and like them. 
and we watch them with the brain and we talk about them later and we see things that sure maybe not everyone is going to see and we talk about things in new ways that are new to us but we're having conversations about them these guys are getting fucking paid to know more than us and to do this better and to make quality fucking entertainment and they're failing and they're insulting and it really well they don't know more than us uh, obviously because they made a shit they made a bad movie they should they should they They, they they should should. but but also remember in my mind part of the reason it failed i mean i already told you about how they didn't realize that everybody didn't love and worship Hannibal the same way that they do. But also, right. I just think that in this case, and in Anchorman too, that, that Marco brought up, they're just cynical cash grabs. You know, mm-hmm. that's yep. it. And because, and I got, I got roasted a little for saying this a few weeks ago. I was saying how it, that movie, parts of Manhunter treated uh, the audience like they're stupid. You know, the color thing, the color like mm-hmm. we had to be told something was coming or that a, the scene was that right. and i and y'all were like or somebody i think it was jb actually was like oh you Let's know uh, yeah i think jb <laughs> was the one who was kind of insinuating that most moviegoers are stupid and that's what's why they treat us like that but this movie really does treat us like we're all fucking morons and it's insulting it's insulting yep. To anybody with even a modicum of intelligence, Fast and the Furious, Fast and the Furious Nine made a billion dollars. (laughs) People are stupid. People People go to movies and they're stupid. A billion dollars. But they shouldn't treat us that way. They should though. If we're gonna spend a billion dollars watching. If, yeah. if we if that movie had made a million dollars, movies would go. Oh, people don't like being stupid, so let's stop putting right vin diesel in oh, movies but you see this different those movies might be stupid i don't know i only saw the first one i was like i'm not watching any more of these but like they, so <laughs> they might be they, <laughs> hey and i didn't i didn't Same. i didn't pay for it Same. so whatever you know what i yeah. mean i didn't even pay for that shit but like I, I god damn it y'all interrupted me and i forgot my point i had a point oh okay i, I know oh, jb being crendler there i go again shut up and let me make my point now that i remember it again okay i think the draw of those movies is the action and not the plot and it's okay to have a mindless popcorn movie that's okay sure. they don't all have yeah, to yeah. be cerebral you know what i'm saying but in this case they tried to be cerebral and just ended up being stupid and that's the difference this treats us like we're idiots the other one treats us like we need to just get away for a couple hours and not and be mindless that's not the same thing you understand i I, I, and i can't believe i just fucking defended those stupid movies i'm sending an email to john cena hey you're good john you know what mindless popcorn (laughs) movies are okay but this movie was not that this movie was just i don't it's kind of like all those burt reynolds movies you can just go enjoy them you don't have to really think about (laughs) okay and you can and you can just go eat a shit sandwich (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, well, in defense of the Dominic Toretto fan over here, not just kidding. <laughs> okay. okay, take that, Turk Ferguson. Thank <laughs> you, Norm. We love oh, you. Oh no, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and, and and Melissa, that I totally agree with yeah. you, Melissa, one hundred percent. Know your audience. Know what you're making, and don't. Yeah, so, both Melissa and Jamie are right, though. Well, and Silence of the Lambs didn't win a bunch of awards because it was a popcorn movie, right? And right, and right. you're both right on. You you got to roll with what got you here, right? Yeah. Um, you don't you don't make an action film off of 
necessarily a, a, a intellectual thriller, right? Um, so it, it, it didn't make any sense to me, and I'm glad we all kind of had the same visceral reaction of going, gosh, why did, why did we watch this? <laughs> why did they make it more than anything? That's what yeah. I still don't understand. I mean, it's, it's also it's, kind of the central premise of free guy as well too the like right <laughs> should you should you make a challenging original idea or just keep crapping out you know an iteration of something that people have seen before which is an interesting I, thing. and i think that there's room for both of those things at the box office because some people want you know the, the cutter bullshit yeah and that's yep. okay you know make movies for those people and then the rest of us can see the good movies you know yeah. what i mean and that's why uh, i said that both you and jb are right because like the hallmark channel is an example of you can make shit movies and you're gonna have a million eyeballs watching oh, them for sure my and mom's so, eyeballs are yeah, two of those yeah. eyeballs yeah. yes I know, I know so many people that oh, swear God. about those movies and i have no idea Th those are like her telenovelas that's yeah. those ugh. yeah but uh, but you're but you're both right though like jb's right like you're gonna cash in on stupid people because stupid people are going to watch stuff it's are you calling I... my mother stupid <laughs> <laughs> this took a harsh turn I, I am calling her uh he's talking awesome about mom. he's talking about gabachos yeah he's i'm talking about, about white people oh, well, Listen, not, not oh, your well, <laughs> no, yeah no well, this is gonna come eat your <laughs> <laughs> no but you know like it's it's so true like studios are gonna cash in on stupid shit because it's easy 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 money that's why you have the Fast and Furious franchise. That's why you have the Scary Movie franchise, because you know, not 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 smart people are gonna want to watch the not smart things. You, I cleaned it up, Melissa. Uh, but <laughs> but on the same token, yeah, that they're gonna cash in on stuff that's even high, uh, it, and on an intellectual level that it, you know it's pretty high. They're gonna want to cash in on that because that to them is easy money. And Dino De Laurentiis does this so much, y'all. Like he'll take a, a movie that was successful and he's going to double down on everything on a sequel because more is more and that means more money. But that's mm -hmm. not always the case with him. Like, yeah, like, I mean, Conan Destroyer, dude, like, oh, God damn, like it, it, oh, it should have been way better. But he, he was just like more women, more fake animals, more that they will bring a basketball star. It will be tons of money. <laughs> and and that's, that's his thing, though. That's what he does. He thinks more of the previous stuff is going to make more money and in a lot of instances he's right but that yeah. doesn't mean we're going to get a quality product but i i think mark the the one point that you made and, and you and melissa have talked about this a lot today is you can use the source material to make something good because mm -hmm. yeah. you both have talked about um hannibal the tv show and clarice extensively and those are the same like it's the same right it's the same characters it's the same. There's just, they don't make out and run away to South America, right? <laughs> but but that's that's what, I think that's another interesting well, point. Well, they, they, also, they, kill, they kill somebody and then they fall into the ocean and run away right. to South America. <laughs> you still have to have the right people behind this, the, the movie. And I think, Andy, that's where you were going is, it's really surprising in a way that such intelligent people didn't make a good movie, but at the same time, knowing who these people are, maybe it does make sense right um yeah. so i i think that's the that's the cool thing about this is at least we get better stuff that we get to watch i mean even red dragon's way better than this um yeah yeah and, yeah. and i have so much contempt for exactly movie. and it and you should because again with what comes out later 
like the Hannibal TV show and stuff. It's just a huge disappointment that they could have done better. Oh, Brooke, um, but if you hated this one, just wait to Hannibal Rising. Oh, my gosh. But again, at least at least that was a train wreck from a different, like, you know, again, they're they're trying something new. They failed. Right. Okay. Whatever. But I mean, even knowing what's in the books and when these were made makes me hate them even more. It, it shouldn't have been a franchise. It's... it's shit writing in the book so how is that going to translate well into the just movies? wait till we get to the tv shows you'll you'll yeah, get you'll back into it you'll, <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah, get back yeah. into it you'll, you'll feel a lot you'll, you'll be glad that you started on this thing yeah 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 we'll we'll end we'll end in a good place which is yeah. which is nice or that's, will we yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's better than the Candyman three. I, so. I, I so, so I so me. desperately want to know what you guys think about the end of uh, the TV show Hannibal. Like, I really me want to too. Know what me too. I, I I really wish it had gotten a fourth season, but oh well. Yeah, there's. Well, now that I've finished Yellowstone, I'll move on to that. <laughs> I mean, you never know in this age of Netflix. I mean, no, it like... doesn't need a fourth season. No, it doesn't. Yeah, need it, one, it, but... it it. It doesn't need one, but I, I don't know. I guess just because I enjoyed it so much, it would have been nice to have more. But you're right. The ending, yeah, we'll get into it. Leave it to, uh, leave it yeah. where it was, I say. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right, I so, want y'all studio notes. I mean, uh, I know we well, talked a lot about them, but I want to so hear these. Question for y'all. Do you think this made more or less money than The Silence oh, of the Lambs? Oh, I bet it made way more. Because of the way you asked it, I'm going to say it made yeah. more. Do you think this movie made more money or more money? That was my more. big question. Was this more than Fast 7 or Fast 9? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> so this is the big money maker of of the series. This made uh, much more much more money than um, than Silence of the Lambs. Uh, a a total of one hundred and sixty five million dollars, which is adjusted for inflation two sixty seven. I mean, this is only twenty years ago now, but still two sixty seven. That's and then an additional three hundred and fifty worldwide. People love Hannibal around the world. They like see him murdering people in Italy. Uh, huge, huge, huge hit, and it's why uh, a year later uh, they they're like oh, another one, Red Dragon. <laughs> we gotta gotta make another one of these. These they're they're money printing machines. So uh, yeah, big deal. Studio notes. How do you fix this cursed movie? Well, I think uh, Brooke already laid down the idea that I like is, that, you know, make it about Patsy in, in Italy, tracking down which, who he thinks is Hannibal, uh, coming to dead ends, uh, almost getting killed and contacting the FBI saying, I need help. You know, do you have that Clary Starling person? And then bring her in and then have them team up. And if he dies in the process, I'm still fine with that. Um, but make it more about them teaming up and get rid of the Krenler subplot. Get rid of, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Mason Berger, because you don't need that. You, you can make this an international thing where they they hunt him down and they do catch him. Like, I would have loved to, to have seen that movie. 
And on that note, I would say that if they are going to kill Potsy that way, at least strip him down naked like his ancestor yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, if you're going to go that way, go all the way. Yeah. The real Hannibal Lecter would have gone all the way in. <laughs> True. Yeah. You gotta hand it to him. Oh. 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 <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. All right. Can we mute JB? He's. <laughs> That's the only one I have. That's the only one I have written down. Hannibal so. Lecter oh, has the brains to make it happen. Oh. Uh. That's a Leota jokes there. That is. <laughs> oh. Damn it. God. Oh. Uh, sorry, sorry, Andy. <laughs> what? A, no, no. Well, any other any other ways that folks would change this? I I mean, you have to stop the character assassination of yeah. Clarice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I it. think it was Marco yeah. who said that she turned into like super cop, going after drug dealers. Like the Clarice in Sansa Lambs, she wanted to go into behavioral sciences. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, be a profiler now she yes she'd still be out in the field but not like that chasing after drug dealers right. i mean what the fuck where how when did that happen i mean i know it's like 10 years after science of the lambs but she she's not a drug cop you know what i mean that that was never her thing the fact that she was trying to profile these, these uh characters in science of the lambs and the cerebral way that she interacted with with hannibal that's what was you know, and, and they only had what, like three interactions the whole movie, but that was like, it was it was the thing of beauty seeing these really skilled actors with good scripts, good lines interacting that way, and and they just turned this almost more into an action piece. It just didn't work. Um, if they had kept her as like a profiler and you know found another way to disgrace her than killing a bunch of you know drug dealers and they all had to be black of course you know um i just that that would have gone a long way towards making this better because for someone like me um even putting aside you know my feminism and everything else it it's it's just bad writing it it doesn't it doesn't compute with the character we we knew so if they would just kept her you know, in line that that would have been better. And, you know, I, I know y'all said Julianne Moore was miscast. And yeah, she was not great in this film, even though she really is a great actress. Yes, yeah, she, she is. is. But, mm-hmm. but she didn't have much to work with yeah, y'all. I, I don't know, think all the blame goes on her shoulders. Um, yeah. uh, you know, and, um, and just shout out to Rebecca Breeds who plays Clarice in the show Clarice because she was She's really perfect. good. Really and perfect. that is a that is a thankless job trying to come after Jodie Foster in an mm-hmm. Oscar winning role. And she really did it well. I hope she finds something else that will actually do well in the ratings and stuff and get renewed because she's a really good actress. But um I think it's it begins and ends with Clarice, you know? Um especially because Anthony Hopkins, he's on record as saying he doesn't get precious about the roles he takes. If the check clears, he'll do it. You know, if exactly. it's enough money. So you can't rely on him to give input. He does. He's there for the paycheck. He don't give a fuck if you character assassinate anyone. So you need to have people who care about these characters. That's the other thing. You know, I, I think you have to care. If you're the writer and the director, you have to care about all the characters or it'll show. And it's clear that they only cared about Hannibal here. Yeah, this is this is like six months after uh, Anthony Hopkins got paid some ungodly amount of money to tell Tom Cruise 
that this is mission impossible, yeah. <laughs> not mission improbable. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh. such a groaner. Can he I... will take anything yeah, if yeah. the check clears. Him and Michael Kane. Let me add one let me add one studio note on top of Melissa's. I would have been okay with the first uh drug dealer scene if Michael Mann had filmed it. <laughs> oh my god. Like creepy might, Michael Mann side gun shooting filming from Manhunter. Find a find a window pane somewhere <laughs> and have Julian Moore just crash through it. Oh yeah, god. with and then like the weird seven angle shot thing where you don't know what's happening. Like no, that would have well, been the only with, way that with blue light been everywhere. Yeah, I was gonna say you gotta make sure you got the lighting. Yeah. What's happening? Oh, there's a baby. Find out what the baby knows. Nobody knows what's happening. I was thinking about like collateral Michael Mann though, and like how like that would actually be kind of cool. That was, oh, he, that was surprisingly good movie. Just have Julianne Moore sitting across from Ray Liotta. I'm going to have to take you down, right? That kind of scene. <laughs> <laughs> and then they chase each other for an hour and a half with Val Kilmer. I mean, these things can work, but yeah, it's it's just they, it, it, Melissa, I think you phrased it perfectly. It's they went from a character movie to some weird action movie. And it's that's not what the subject material was for. And it, it definitely shows. So, right. Um, you got to you. One of my other... No, 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 oh, go, sorry, ahead, go ahead, Jamie. I was going to say, one of my other studio notes is the thing that made Hannibal larger than life in the movie and scary and all these different things was that, like we noted last week, is he just wasn't in the movie ah, very much. And I think the fact that Clarice and Hannibal speak to each other three times throughout the movie kind of honors it and kind of like keeps a little bit of that there but then he's the entire rest of the movie and i think i think they could have again focused on patsy focused on her and the two of them building a relationship talking about listening to the tapes and reviewing the different things and had him be more of this off-screen character again i i feel like That's that it. would have also added to yeah. the movie and kept some integrity there that would have made us feel continuity between the two and actually buy into it instead of it being this weird fiasco of all of a sudden now Hannibal is the entire fucking movie and it makes no sense because we never saw him before. You can't make that much screen time make sense to his character development because it hasn't been there. There's no continuity there. Oh, yeah. uh, th there's one more thing, y'all. Um, something I really, really hate uh, in, in older movies, and it's not happening as much nowadays, uh, is when the story of the movie takes place in another country and everybody's speaking English, even in their homes and in their place of, uh, uh, in their workplaces. It really annoys me. So when Patsy goes to the police uh, uh, station and everybody's talking English to each other, it was just annoying me to no end. Like, have them talk Italian. Put some fucking subtitles there. They're in fucking Italy, for God's sake. I just... Of course, Mark tells us we must. Yeah, because I, I got to listen to my Paisan. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Stand up for Italians. <laughs> but so, yeah, I mean, fix that. Like, because that's... I think that's that happens a lot less now. It, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. And, and, and I know they took, like, polls or something. Like, 
that, that Americans don't like reading subtitles because I guess they think we're all lazy motherfuckers and a lot of us are, let's face it. But I mean, yeah. that, I think that's a lot. Well, with movies like this, <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, you know, I think in the last 20 years since this movie was made, I think a lot that that's changed a lot, thankfully. Because yeah. you're right, it is annoying. And, it, you know, just like, um, you know, most of Shakespeare's stuff is set in like Italy or like Denmark, and all the actors are British and they speak with the British accent in English, and that's really fucking annoying too. Like, really, yeah, the accents, the the subtitles or lack thereof, it all it's all annoying. But that was the least thing <laughs> in this movie for me. And, and actually, the part in Italy is the only part I really enjoyed, and I think it was yeah. because of that performance. The the actor who plays Patti, um, Giancarlo. Yeah, Giannini, I think is his last name. Uh, he's he's wonderful in everything he does. Let's face Pretty it. Pretty much, even, yeah. Even if the movie sets, he's really great. Even when he was uh, playing a Mexican. <laughs> no. Which happened in two Except movies. Quantum of Solace. Let's not open anyway. up that one. Yeah, let's. It's, please. <laughs> please, it, no. It has yeah. scabbed over, Andy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like the white guy just trying to start shit with the Mexicans. Eh? <laughs> God damn it, Andy. No, but really. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that, but uh, there's just so much more that needs to be fixed here. It's just it's it's really bad yeah yeah so i i have a a radical take on on this which is yeah so clarice has to be back at the center of the movie Mm -hmm. first of all the person writing this script should be a woman the person directing this movie probably should be a woman i'll just throw that out there it's like if i'm given carte blanche to do this that's that's what I do. And that is what is happening on the Clarice show. So that being said, the movie centers back around Clarice. Hannibal is an off-screen presence. They are, they almost never interact with one another. He is sending her clues, phone calls, etc. And there is this um there's this weird labyrinthine plot where um, Mason Verger is and Krendler are trying to catch Hannibal and uh, Hannibal is trying to help Clarice get them and expose them and um, Mathis whose name I can't remember now is is also caught in the middle and Potsy. he is working with Potsy is working with with Clarice and but also sometimes working with Krendler and it's kind of this back and forth cat and mouse game between all of them all the time and um it's it's more about the chase and about uh psychology rather than the like gross violence stuff I think I think that's where you center more of this and you try to make it um I I don't know I think that's the that's the key to this movie is you make it smart again <laughs> and uh that's you know that's that's my that's my take for how you fix this I like that so, yeah anyway Oh, and uh, probably not Ray Liotta. 
for Krendler. Um, or if Ray Liotta, then he's got to be doing something more Ray Liotta-y. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I think he's just sort of fundamentally miscast here. I think Julianne Moore could be fine if you gave her the right material. I, I struggled yeah. with her accent and the way she tried to embody that character is just absolute fail. I don't blame her 100% for what went wrong with this movie. I think it's shared blame, but she just wasn't very good at all. And I love her as an actor. Yeah. All right. Any more final studio notes? Um, Oh, and one more thing. This movie was missing some better needle drops. Where was uh, Inagata DeVita? Come on. Oh, no. No, I mean not in Agata Davida, but like you that know, would the, have been an improvement. The, the other, but the other movies had some songs that worked in them. That mm-hmm. um, were, well, they had the opera. They did have the opera, and, and it was um, used on two scenes. So, like trying to tie the middle to to the last third. Yeah, it's like, but it's it's then it's like classy. That's not, and you get the Ooh, Hans Zimmer score and the. Yeah, well, no, I'm, but I mean, that's different than Iron Butterfly, you know? That's true. So. They should have had Toad the Wet Sprocket on there. <laughs> Mark's just trying to suck up to Andy. When will we eat brains? <laughs> it's, a, it's a cover. Okay, yeah. By ben Folds. Any, any, anything else, or shall they we could move have on? formed a band, Ben Folds and Toad Wet Sprocket, called Brain Folds, and they could have sung a cover <laughs> of it. <laughs> hey, all right, uh, Brain Folds Fives with Brain in a in a garden of Eden. All right, uh, quotes, man, for being written by David Mamet. This has spoken like a true Protestant. Crap for quotes. Yeah, it, it did. Like your mommy. <laughs> you know which quote I'm gonna go with, uh, because uh, it, it's it's one of those uh, Mandela Mandela effect thingies. Uh, in the first movie, was actually said in this movie. Hello, Clarice. Oh, that's true. He never says it in Silence of the Lambs, even though everybody swears by it. But he does say it in this movie. Hmm. True. What's the, your job is to craft my doom, so I am not sure how well I should wish you. Is that the yeah? That's that. I get that one right. That was you know that was a pretty good one. Sounds like mammoth. That's much better than the 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 quote that was in there before, which is, "Let's suck face and run to Bolivia." <laughs> <laughs> Flash her boobs so we can escape to South America together. <laughs> this is the worst script ever. <laughs> Yikes. Thanks a um, lot, Andy. Now I can't sleep at night, not because the movie was scary, but because of the other ending. <laughs> I, I did, I did like this, uh, this exasperated line reading from Julianne Moore, that this is from the Guinness Book of World Records, congratulating me on being the female FBI agent who has shot and killed just, the most ugh, people. That was so painful. Like, oh my god. But like, she's pissed like that's what her life has become but that's like that sets the tone for the movie like y'all have a complete misunderstanding of who Clarice was and who she should be in this movie and they made her suffer so much and yet Hannibal gets to be off free in Italy 
drinking expensive wine and eating food and talking about yep. art and just you know la 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 and and back here just i mean this is how you know men wrote this men who don't understand women and, and quite honestly i think men who maybe don't like women all that much and i'm not talking like sexually i'm talking like no 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 i think you're right because yeah. the, that, that's all that happens she just suffers constantly and then you know oh and, and by the way does anybody believe anthony hopkins could carry clarice like yeah. that i don't i don't buy it like he i mean he, he hung that dude from the jail cell yeah let's remember that <laughs> <laughs> he's got a strong core i made this case the last yeah time. wasn't that your your prison workout where it was all yeah. abs uh-huh. and he's got yeah. an iron core man He's no, been working I, out. And, I don't. I don't think that lifting her like that would be a problem at all. No, I don't. I don't know. believe it. I don't. He, she. Her car was parked far fucking away, and then he had to drive her to the house, take her up the stairs before he probably molested her as he changed her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't believe any of it. And, and like he can just overpower Giancarlo Giannini to to chloroform him, and you know what I'm saying? Like he just. Act right. like he's like some sprightly young guy in his prime, and he's well, like a sedentary lifestyle. No, but his strength was never like the way he killed people was never in the strength of his body. It was through mind fucking. It wasn't through overpowering and yeah, forcing. Yeah, like, he had to be physically strong in a way that, that right. body type, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. It doesn't and his age as well. I mean, hello. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was not viable at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Any other problem with it. Yeah. Uh, what a crappy script. Um, <laughs> best side character. The pigs. <sighs> Um, you know what okay the pigeons and the pigs that's who i I really like nurse barney uh Mm -hmm. his role was pretty damn good if it would have been expanded to have him keep explaining what he saw with uh dr hannibal and his obsession with clary starley and it does explain like he's so interested in who's uh, who Starling is as a person, it intrigues him, which is what we thought in, in from the first movie. Uh, I, I really like everything with Nurse Barney, and he was smart enough never to be rude or piss him off, and that's how he's still alive. Uh, but and uh, he would be my favorite uh, side character. Uh, and he deserves all the money he got for selling that shit. Serious. By the way, but he does. He does. Uh, I don't think he. Yeah. I don't, I don't think yeah. he's doing anything evil, and I don't think Doctor Doctor Lecter would consider that as him being rude. So well, it's, yeah. him it's him he getting paid. Him if he had. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it, between Nurse Barney and uh, uh, Patsy, uh, I think both of those were the best side characters in an otherwise weak movie. Did y'all know that that actor was also in Manhunter, just playing a different character? Yes, Ooh, Nurse Barney. Yeah, yeah. No. He's the only guy uh-huh. in those three movies. I did uh-huh. not know that. I don't remember him. Yeah, he Frankie was one of the cops. Wow. That's yep. pretty cool. You couldn't tell because Michael Mann had him shooting at a weird angle with light in his face. <laughs> <laughs> he was surrounded by too much blue. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, my my favorite side characters are the perfume sniffers. Oh. Um, <laughs> one of whom is uh, Samir from Office Space. And um, 
and and Mark Margolis, who was, uh, yeah, in in Scarface and and Breaking Bad, and uh, yeah, yeah, he plays a Mexican in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yet another right. Italian taking one of our roles. Thank you. Seriously, leave yeah. us alone, Italy. Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I like the perfume sniffers. That was that was a fun little bit of business. I like them. Um, best song. I mean, the opera songs. I guess. I like. Well, I think. Again. I think like Inagata Davida is still playing. From the <laughs> last still playing. No, I think we. Can <laughs> I'm gonna go with the closing credits. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Good answer. Okay. Is this a good movie? Fuck you. No. <laughs> no, but I don't hate it. I Thank like you, how Melissa. Melissa is like, yes, maybe, no, and then fuck you. That's <laughs> the bottom of it. I mean, That's Mark, great. hate is a strong word. There are a few things I truly hate. Um, but this is this is cursed. Like Melissa, is this better or worse than the power of one? I mean, it doesn't have Morgan Freeman eating shit off a of Nazi shoe, so I guess it's slightly better. Okay. But, there you go. We, we found a movie. Wow. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's my scale like, of awfulness. I'm never going to I'm I'm never going to find something worse than that, am I? Well, it was I don't a great know, maybe. But, but yeah, the bar is perfect. But that wasn't a challenge. That's yeah. not a challenge for you to try, okay? No, I'm not going to try, but now I, I just Every week, I feel bad about that movie. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't hate it that much. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't even hate the movie. I, I thought, I thought was you okay. could be brown, you could be blue, you could be violet skies. See now, Melissa's mad at me instead of you. Is, <laughs> is the main character in this a good person? Which main character? Because we're given who is two. the main character. I think what? Hannibal is. I mean, it's named after him. Yeah. So he's the main character and no. Which is the problem with this movie, right? The movie shouldn't be about Hannibal. And yep. you, know, you know what's really sick is, like somebody had mentioned earlier, that was actually one of my studio notes, but somebody had already mentioned it, um, that they that Mason Berger, Berger was like, he, he wasn't needed in this movie. And I agree. But I think the reason they put him in there is because the, the screenwriter and director seriously don't think Hannibal is... is the villain and they needed a villain so they brought in Berger. you understand what i'm saying oh like, yeah totally 100 percent. Yeah, yeah so that's why he's there because they don't realize he's the villain if you asked uh, in fact uh you know what i i closed out of that window and i i wish i had it there was some quotes from uh ridley scott about um uh, on the commentary the dvd commentary about um how he viewed hannibal um Hold on. Oh, yeah. And there's some choice paycheck. ones from Anthony Hopkins, too. Oh, I did not get the ones from Anthony Hopkins. I was only looking for... Why don't you tell me... Tell us what those are while I find oh. this freaking quotes, if you don't well, mind. Well, Hopkins was, was asked point blank, do you think that Hannibal sees himself as having, like, a viable sexual relationship with Clarice Starling? Is he in love with her? And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's always how I took it. And I'm like, oh, you retroactively have ruined the first movie for me. Um, <laughs> but like that that was part of, you know, that 
you weren't you weren't just saying things to put her off her game or say something to jar something. You did it because you are a dirty old man. Uh, at like like Melissa said, uh, yes, that that's the whole. I that's the whole. That. He's a fucking dirty old man. He's the worst. The worst. And again, that's the whole. The 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 way that this plot is structured is that the denouement has to be Clarice taking her boob out and then them running off to South America together. Magic boob. So, and because. Which is why I said it shouldn't exist. Yeah, it's it's, it's it, it, you can't you can't save this movie if it is built the same way. Verger is there exactly like Melissa said because Hannibal isn't the villain you want Hannibal to run off into the night with Clarice at the end and like no no a thousand times no I could see how they saw him as the psycho with a golden heart I'm not saying I agree with that but I can see their thought yeah. process they're like oh, of course yeah he's crazy he, he eats people but he's he's got a pure heart no, actually, I found the quotes. You're you're right on, Marco. Oh, no way. Scott, Scott has said he believed Lecter, in his own way, was pure, whose motivation Holy is shit. To, whose motivation is to search for retribution and punishment. There is something very moral about Lecter in this film," said Scott in his audio commentary. The, the behavior. The beha uh, hold on. The behavior of Hannibal is never insane. I didn't want to use that excuse. Is he insane? No. I think he's as sane as you or I. He just Jesus. likes it. Wow. Well, that explains everything. So, what? Oh, you could have oh, led with that, Melissa. Right <laughs> from the director's mouth, y'all, on the audio <laughs> commentary. Yeah. Wow. All right. Jesus. There's so, so many problems with when that. I, there's so many I know. fucking problems. When I said that the hero worship, or the villain worship as hero, I, I didn't. I had not even read this, and I already had that down in my notes because that's yep. that's exactly what happened here, and that's why I think they put Verger in the film because if they don't think he's the, the Hannibal's the villain, they needed a villain. Right. Yep. That's exactly right. Oh my god! Well, there's that. Yep. I hate everything about this movie. <laughs> everything about it. Every fucking it's so last terrible, thing. right? I turned it off 20 years ago, and I'm so glad that I did and never watched it again because this is garbage. <sighs> oh, and we didn't talk about how interminably long this movie is. Oh. Yes, not it's only over is it long, hours. it feels long. Uh -huh. So bad. By the time you get to the last hour, you feel like you've been watching an entire TV series. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, like, like I watched OJ Simpson miniseries. Like, oh, ten more hours. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Thanks a lot, Roy. <laughs> at least I enjoyed. Yeah, that. at least that was good. This was anyway. Um, I uh, should we show this to children? <laughs> Oh, I, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't them. show it to my enemy's dog. I mean, seriously. Wow. <laughs> if you want to kill someone's soul, make them. Watch I, I mean, or you if I could time travel, I might show it to like baby Hitler. Maybe there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I would show oh it. God. I would show it to pig. 
No, I feel like maybe someone did time travel and she was the baby <laughs> Hitler, and that's where it came. That's would, why he, he didn't realize he didn't realize problem. he's a villain in right. World War Two. <laughs> yeah, I would show it. Oh I would show gosh. it to some pig farmers to get them to whip their pigs into shape. That's about it. Come on, get eaten. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Terrible movie. <laughs> We're done with this. Um, so ne next up on the Hannibal thing, uh, we can go to Red Dragon or we can take a little bird walk. Now that Candyman is out on VOD and everyone try and watch that this week instead and do Candyman next week. What do y'all think? Whatever. I'm uninformed. So yeah, I whatever know. works for you guys. I'm I'm out until Monday. My flight gets back at like noon on Monday. So wow. if if you have a preference and you want to do it on Sunday, I I will withhold voting. Oh, well, we can wait for you to get back. That's yeah. not that's not the issue. No, but man. the the question is, what movie do you want? So I feel uh, like we need to do Red Dragon to get this taste out of our mouth, and then do Candyman. And then do Candyman Rising. Yeah, before Hannibal Rising. That's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking. Is that okay? Okay, let's do that. Okay. Yeah. So next week, Hannibal, which is on, is oh, on Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Sorry. No, you are Hold not okay. making us. No, you love this movie. <laughs> next Starring week, David Mamet. <laughs> Red. Fuck next you. week, Red Dragon, which is on HBO Max. Woo! So. Uh, and it's anybody really needs my anybody needs my, my password, let me know, and I'll let you borrow my HBO. Now. Did you hear um, that, HBO? Yeah, come come we're, at me, HBO. We're sharing you bastards. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's good. HBO Max, good, uh, worth having. Uh, because yeah, you can watch the one and Doom Patrol, the one movie. Yes, Doom and Patrol. Patrol and Succession, which is and so Succession. good. It's and so and Space and. Jam. All the Miyazaki uh -huh. movies, and yeah, and other stuff. Anyway, um, that's that's the point. Uh, so that, and then the week after, we will do Nia DaCosta's Candyman, and uh, that that's a that's a good progression for the next two weeks. I like it. I like it. I like. I just it too. bought a bunch of Halloween stuff, so this is a good. I'm excited. Cool. Can it decorate for Candyman? I love it. All right. Um, thanks, everybody. Sorry to make you watch the cursed movie. Uh, we'll... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Slow down. Slow down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. Whoa. Okay. In two weeks, James Bond is going to be out, isn't it? Yeah, it will. I thought it was. Uh... Wait, that's October that 8th. Yeah, October yeah, well, that's two weeks from Well, basically two weeks from now. I'm late. not going to watch no, that shit in weeks. the movie theater. So y'all will have to do that one without no, we'll me. Be, we'll <laughs> yeah. like, we might, yeah, we might wait Red a couple Dragon weeks. next week. Then you have Candyman. Oh, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it comes I don't out care. Friday that night. I will so. triple mask up and I'm, I will be there. I have to watch the next James Bond movie. So Bond's not for three weeks. Oh, it's three yeah. weeks? Yeah. yeah, October Where the hell am I? Oh shit! Wait. Okay, I'm looking at the wrong week. Texas, <laughs> where nothing makes sense. Yeah, we're still on. Yeah. Well, in Texas, it's it, right now. It's uh, 70 years ago. Yeah. Where okay. You women have no rights. Fair hey, point. time traveling. Hey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> time is just a suggestion here in Texas. What? Mm -hmm. What are these moving pictures, y'all speaking of? <laughs> what are these talkies? <laughs>
Where'd so, all these ladies come from? Yeah, and, uh, uh, so, y'all let them wear pants. But I, I, yeah, I think we need to wait on Bond until everybody's seen it, and I want to. Andy, are we still going to hang to watch it? Um, I'm, I'm down to. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think all so. Right. Cool. I think we can do that. Yeah, because JB didn't want us to hang, so whatever. Whoa! What? Burning hell, JB. What the hell happened I don't think there? that's a. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. Wow. I'm just messing. Yeah. Okay. So, but next week, Red Dragon, then Candyman, and then Hannibal Rising, and then eventually we'll get to James Bond, assuming it comes out still. Oh, it's gonna come out. So yeah. Oh, and then Dune's gonna be coming out soon as well. Well, well, I mean, but we're not doing Dune, so oh, we'll have to Andy, at some Dune. point. Oh my God. We, we could do Dune for yeah, your birthday. Just Dune. wait till March. Yeah. It's not my birthday, but whatever. When, oh, wait. When, 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 when is, is his birthday in March? When is your birthday? <laughs> oh, you moved me. No, when is your birthday? Sorry. It <laughs> was March. That was January. Oh, it's January. Okay, then wait till January, even sooner. No, we could do Dune in January if you want to. That's too long. <laughs> that was Dune. That's what we'll say about the movie. Movies. Yeah, we have to watch good movies, y'all. And Dune's gonna be one of them. I, I have such high hopes for Dune. You don't know for sure. You don't know that. But it's looking so great. So it's looking great so far, at least on trailer. Yeah. Well, you said that about the first Suicide Squad, and look what happened. So, I, I mean, I, I'm in the minority where I, I don't hate it. You don't have to hate it. It's still a shitty movie. No, I don't think it, it is an Oscar winner, Melissa. Oh, uh, for makeup. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. But it's an Oscar winner. Yes. Uh, it is also produced by Secretary of the Treasury Steve Mnookin. Yeah, I don't care. One of history's great villains. <laughs> anyway, he's a guy. Um, uh, yes. Anyway. Um, okay. So that's what we're doing for the next few weeks. And go watch Red Dragon, uh, the remake of Manhunter, uh, directed by Brett Ratner. Uh, we'll we'll see you we'll see you then. Uh, don't get your brain eaten. Are we done? We're yeah. done. Goody goody. Goodbye, Clarice. Goodbye, Clarice. Hey, you copied me, damn it, JB. Have the pig stop screaming. Wait. No. <laughs> Okay, please put us out of our misery. Throw back your head and kiss it all goodbye. Thank you. That will be all. God damn it! That's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. This show is part of the Geek Nerd Network. Geek Nerd Network. Find more shows like it at geeknerdnetwork.com. This is Janet.